and welcome in to another episode of the Outsider Sports Hockey Podcast. And as you can see, it's just me here today, guys. Ben Mandel here with you. And we're going to break down opening night. Huge, great triple header of games over in the NHL. Started off with Nashville and Tampa Bay. Then Chicago went to Pittsburgh, as you saw number one pick from 2005. Sidney Crosby battle it out with number one pick in 2023. Connor Bedard. What a game we saw there. And then the nightcap, Seattle, as the Las Vegas Golden Knights raised their banner. The most recent two expansion teams went at it. And I'll give you my takeaways, really, from each game. First, let's take a look at the Nashville-Tampa Bay game. And I do want to point out, early on, my friend Dylan, uh, you may know him from the Outsider Sports Football and Baseball podcasts or his own shows as well. Dylan, definitely a lot of great content. You should check him out. You definitely, though, he's watching this game. He's texting me. He's like, wow, Nashville looks really bad. Well, Nashville, they almost ended up coming out of this one with a win. It was a very strong third period for Tampa Bay after they opened the game on fire. Just two shots in the first for Nashville. They ended up finishing the game 34-31 shots on goal advantage to Tampa Bay. But really, the power play was solid for Tampa. You know, the goaltending wasn't bad, even though Vasilevsky's dealing with the injury, probably the biggest challenge that Tampa Bay's facing, but they blocked 17 shots. I think this team is going to be fine. And to think that Tampa Bay is going to take a step back, maybe a little premature, because look, even when Vasilevsky's healthy, he's still south of 30. This guy is unbelievably good and arguably the best goalie in the world. The only ones you can argue in his place would be Igor Shesterkin or Ilya Sorokin in New York. So look, Vasilevsky, he's still there. Nikita Kucherov has proven he can still play. You know, you have Braden Point. You know, there are tons of pieces. Steven Stamko's still there. I don't expect this regression from Tampa Bay. This is going to be a playoff team still. And, I mean, look at what they've done in the regular season, even when they did win the Cup, right? The year they won the President's Trophy was the year they got bounced and swept in the first round by Columbus. You know, when they've won their Cups, they haven't necessarily put everything into the regular season, but, you know, more gearing up and getting ready for a big-time playoff run. So, that's that's more or less what you see out of the Tampa Bay Lightning in the regular season. And this was a game, I think this was a statement for them to show that they are still here. Now, for Nashville side of things, I think they ended up doing a good job of battling and getting back into this hockey game. They went down uh, one nothing, and UC Zaros kept them in this hockey game. He played outstanding uh, through the first two periods and, you know, through the first really 25 minutes of the game. He was under siege. Then Nashville was able to settle in, get their feet underneath them. They got the goal on the power play. Uh, They ended up taking that 2-1 lead. Uh, But, you know, Tampa Bay, they storm back. They figure it out. And just like that, the Nashville Predators are 0-1. Two points for Tampa Bay. The other game, right after, the first-round picks in Bedard and Crosby. And my biggest takeaway from this game is more of the same from the Penguins. Now, Yeah, you brought in Carlson. They made all these moves somehow, you know, with the cat outside of Brian Rust, Jake Gensel and Sidney Crosby. There isn't another penguin forward on the score sheet. And it's just unbelievable that there is no scoring depth 
from the Pittsburgh Penguins. I, I just do not understand it. And even with the goals that the Crosby line scored, that Rust scored, Crosby scored, still a minus two. So they were out there for the goals that Chicago did score. And, you know, for Chicago's side of things, you have to be excited. The dog looked better as that game went on, but they look like they have four lines that are just going to grind. And, you know, the top line, it may not jump out at you too much, but Taylor Hall is a talented player. You saw him win the heart in New Jersey. This is a guy who can go out there and get your points and he's going to be playing a premier role with a talented playmaker like Connor Bedard. Ryan Donato's a guy who can clean up in front as you saw with his goal that he scored on opening night. Look out for Chicago. They're not going to be a playoff team, but they're going to be pesky and definitely Connor Bedard is not looking like one of those rookies that's going to take a few years to pop. He's not going to be an Alexis Lafreniere. He's not even like Jack Hughes who took three years really to finally get going now we do need to see the goals but i don't doubt that his release is quick and he pulls it in real close to his body it's tough for goaltenders to get a read on it we're definitely going to see a lot of special things coming from connor bedard now the nightcap the vegas golden knights raising their banner mark stone bringing out the stanley cup really it was a lot of fun to watch just if you're on the east coast probably wasn't a big fan of it starting at 11:15 at night. I digress though. This was a good hockey game and even though the scoreboard didn't necessarily look great and Vegas got out to that early lead and you know ended up taking a 3-nothing lead at one point. Seattle, they just they they really still played a good game and you know the outside of the faceoffs, Seattle really didn't do much worse, right? They took less penalty minutes. Um, the face-off percentage was 40% for Seattle. Definitely something that needs to get better, but they had more shots. You know, they had 15 hits to Vegas's 20. That's not getting out hit like crazy. And in terms of blocks, you had 21 from Vegas and 18 for Seattle. They didn't get played or pushed out of this game. It just shows how dominant of a team Vegas is, that even when they aren't playing their best game, they still are one of the premier teams. Now, I did not give Vegas nearly enough credit going into the playoffs last year. I really thought Vegas was going to get bounced. And maybe it's because I thought very highly of Edmonton. I didn't think Winnipeg was going to do it. But, I mean, I just didn't think Vegas had the firepower. But boy, oh boy, do they. And Jack Eichel... He is something special, and it's really cool to see that he was able to beat Connor McDavid in the playoffs last year and get himself to a Stanley Cup and winning a Stanley Cup at such a young age, coming back from the injuries. Really like to see that story for Jack Eichel. But, you know, really, I think guys like Mark Stone, Chandler Stevenson, uh, the defense that they have built there, uh, White Cloud and uh, Martinez aren't even playing right now, and they're that good. Aiden Hill, um, is he going to be another Jordan Bennington where he comes in, you know, carries them to the cup? I know he did it in the playoffs while Bennington kind of did it throughout the regular season. Uh, you know, it's it's interesting. I like to see them give Aiden Hill the starting job after that Stanley Cup run. I think he looked great. I don't think it's a Bennington case where, you know, eventually he's just going to keep getting worse and worse. I think really the biggest thing with Aiden Hill is the fact that he gets to play with that defensive group in front of him, in front of Bruce Cassidy's system. It really is something special and dynamic. And 
I'm excited to see if Vegas can repeat. Obviously, I'm a Devils fan. You know, Mikey D's Devils fan. Tom's a Rangers fan. I don't think any of us, if our teams don't win, wouldn't at least be intrigued by the idea of Vegas repeating as Stanley Cup champions because, you know, that's just a fun group and a fun hockey city now. Now, we do have a bunch of games being played over on tonight. It's Wednesday night for when this gets released. Carolina, Ottawa, Montreal, and Toronto. Chicago, right back at it. Connor Bedard gets to play his first set of back-to-backs, and they're both in prime time. This one's over on TNT, so he gets to talk to his boy Biz. Uh, You have Calgary and Winnipeg, uh, L.A. and Colorado, Vancouver and Edmonton. Uh, for those games on Wednesday night. And then you have the New York teams in action on Thursday. The New York Rangers here going to Buffalo. The New Jersey Devils hosting the Detroit Red Wings in their season opener and home opener. Definitely a lot of excitement in this area. You know, the New York Islanders, on the other hand, not getting into action quite yet, but Of all of these games, obviously, I'm excited for the Devils-Detroit one. I really want to see Buffalo and New York because when you look at the Sabres and what is expected of them and everything that they can do, it really, really is exciting because I really think that this team, you know, it can go far. Right. I think if, you know, the young pieces are put in and they are working out, I think Buffalo is a team that certainly can make a run here. Like, why not? Tage Thompson, if he makes that jump, Buffalo's elite. But like, there's only one more jump for Tage Thompson to make, and it is to absolute superstar. He proved that he's a star last year. He can put himself into that upper tier of top five guys if he gets even better this year. So, and not to mention the fact, Everyone cannot wait to see what the Buffalo Sabres goaltending is going to look like, right? To see this kid go. And Devin Levi, yeah, he's going to be special. And everyone on the pod was talking about it. Mikey D, Tom, and I, we love Devin Levi. We think he's going to be something special. And hey, if we can get a big-time goaltending matchup on opening night for uh, the Rangers, the only thing that would make it better would be if it's in the garden, right? I would love to see that in the garden. It will be over in Buffalo, though. But when you look at uh, the Rangers, though, at the same time, you have the new coach in Peter Laviolette. You definitely feel like the Rangers are trying not to play Shesterkin a little bit too much and burn him out. That's why they brought in Jonathan Quick. We'll see if he actually is going to spell Shesterkin a little bit. I think it may be some trouble for them, especially You know, if they find themselves needing to chase teams and get wins to get into the playoffs, if they have to ride Igor to get there, they will. Now, Peter Laviolette, though, does bring a little bit more structure, and I'm excited to see how these young Ranger players play under more structure. Gerard Gallant was definitely a little bit more free and easy, stubborn in his ways, wanted to keep the same combinations he had. Peter Laviolette's not going to do that. He's a better coach than Gerard Gallant, in my opinion. The only thing is, is I still don't love Peter Laviolette as a coach. I think there's a reason why he hasn't been able to uh, get over the hump recently. And the last time he even had remote success was in Nashville. And I think he kind of choked a little bit on that one as well. So Rangers Buffalo, that's the game I am looking for. If you want to place a bet on that, I'd take Buffalo. I think Buffalo being at home 
it's definitely a good pick there. We see both Levi and Shostarkin in that, which I think we will because it is opening night. So hammer the under, take Buffalo. I think we're going to have some good games, though. New Jersey playing Detroit. I think the Devils are going to get after it. That game, hammer the over. We know what the Devils goaltending situation is, and we know how fast New Jersey is. You parlay that with the Ranger game, I think you'll feel good. But that is going to do it for me here on the Outsider Sports Hockey Podcast. Can't wait to get back at it next week when we have the full group back with Mikey D and Tom Leone. Sorry it's just me this week, guys, but I hope you enjoyed. We'll see you next week, and have a good one.